You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Tuesday to you. As part of the lead up to the 2021 NFL Draft, there are going to be specific episodes of this podcast that are dedicated entirely to important position groups that I think are in play for the Bills at pick 30. Not every position, but the ones that really stand out to me that if they don't pick a player at 30, I think there's a very good chance that they do so on day two or make a move up the board in day three to get a particular target. And so today on the podcast, we are going to laser in on the defensive end position. I want to talk about the need that exists on the roster. I want to talk about players, specific players that I think are options for the Bills in the first round, day two, day three, some guys that may be popular names that we discuss as defensive end prospects that the Bills could be interested in that I don't necessarily see them as the right types of players for Buffalo. And then I want to reveal some of my findings digging into the position group, where the Bills would draft them, and what the success rate is historically of picking that position in the range that we anticipate the Bills making picks. So we got a lot to dig into here today on the podcast. And first, I actually want to touch briefly on the big trade that happened in the NFL on Monday afternoon, and that involved the New York Jets, the Bills' division rival in the AFC East. They sent quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a sixth-round pick this year and a second- and fourth-round pick in 2021. So Sam Darnold no longer in the AFC East, and what this means is that a new franchise quarterback is coming for the New York Jets, and that is most likely going to be Zach Wilson from BYU, who is a really talented football player, has a really strong arm, can do some crazy stuff with that arm in terms of off-platform throws and extending plays and chucking the ball down the field. Pretty exciting quarterback prospect that all indications are that the Jets are going to pick him at number two, and obviously with Robert Salen now coming in as the head coach and Zach Wilson, the new franchise quarterback, some of the free agent moves that they made, whether that's Corey Davis or Carl Lawson or the really good draft class that they had last year, there's some good things happening with this New York Jets football team, and they are loaded with draft capital. They have 21 picks in the next two NFL drafts, including seven in the first two rounds. So the New York Jets loaded With draft capital, so are the Miami Dolphins. They have uh, some extra first-round picks coming up this year and in 2023. And then, of course, the New England Patriots have all kinds of cap space at their disposal to help jumpstart their football team. So the Bills are the kings of the AFC East right now, but they have some competition coming with all these assets that the other teams in the East have to help build up their football team. So a lot of stress on the Bills here to continue setting the pace and being a cut above their rivals in the division. Let's focus in on this defensive end position group and the Buffalo Bills and options in the draft, but let's start by addressing the need that exists. Why is defensive end in play 
at pick 30. And I think it comes down to two critical factors. Number one, the Bills need to get younger at defensive end. The two starters, Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes, Addison is 33, Hughes is 32, and they're both on expiring contracts. They are scheduled to become unrestricted free agents after the 2021 season. I can see the Bills extending Jerry Hughes, but I don't know about Mario Addison. They just restructured his deal, and part of that restructure voided his third year. He was under contract through 2022, and with the restructured deal that had him taking a pay cut, it voided 2022. So I don't think Mario Addison is an option beyond this year, and that's potentially a good thing considering didn't quite meet expectations last year, and he's an aging player that's probably on the decline. So you have a need to get younger, and I think you have a need to get better. Jerry Hughes still a good football player. Mario Addison is in decline. I really like A.J. Epinesa and his opportunity to develop into a starter. I like F.A. Obata, a free agent, signing this year. But he's only on a one-year deal. And this is a defense that likes to rotate at defensive end. So the Bills need to get younger, and they also need to get better. And it's a premium position. We're talking about edge pass rusher. Critical spot for a football team. So the Bills definitely, I think, are in the mix to draft a defensive end, potentially in the first round, if not on day two. And that's what we're going to focus the rest of our discussion on here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL seasons are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about specific options. First round, day two, day three, guys that I think the Bills won't be interested in. So let's really get into the options that the Bills have to improve this defensive end situation. When it comes to the first round, there are some players I really like, two of them in particular. These won't be new names for you. I talk about them a lot on the podcast. One of them is Quiddy Pay, the defensive end from Michigan. I think he has everything. Size, athleticism, length, power. He's a guy that plays with a hot motor at all times. Guys that are as big as he is aren't usually as flexible and loose as he is. And he was a high school running back. Has converted to defensive end at Michigan and... The development has been obvious. I really like the player he was on tape in 2020. He's an ascending talent, and he really checks just about every box. I think he'd be a wonderful pick at 30 overall. Not sure he gets there, but if we're talking first-round defensive end options for the Bills, that conversation starts with Quiddy Pay for me. The other guy that I love in the first round, again, not sure if he gets to 30, but Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. 
Only a redshirt sophomore, but watch his tape. He doesn't play like he's a young pup. He's physical. He's a guy that is a leaner defensive end. Long arms, though. Not necessarily a guy that you would peg as a 4-3 defensive end for Sean McDermott, but if Jerry Hughes can thrive in this scheme, so can Aziz Ojolari. Love the pass rush acumen, the burst, the bend, the length, his ability to play the run. I talked about him on the Monday podcast. Watch the Alabama tape. Watch the Auburn tape from 2020 and watch him exchange power with pullers and set the edge and squeeze gaps. I mean, this guy's a total package. You wish he was a little bigger, but he doesn't play small. And I think he'd be a great pick at 30 overall. So that's it. Those are the two defensive ends I think the Bills should be targeting in the first round. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, Joe, what about Jalen Phillips from Miami? Jalen Phillips might be the best defensive end in the class. Five-star recruit, super talented, great size, definitely has the best tape. Everything that I just said about Pay and Ojolari, Phillips does at an even higher level. I just don't think that he's going to be an option for the Bills. I don't know that they will be comfortable drafting him at pick 30. There's medical red flags. He actually medically retired at one point from football. And there's other things that I've been told that lead me to believe that he won't be an option for Buffalo. If he's on the board at 30 and they're comfortable, it's an easy pick. I just don't think he's going to be in play for the Bills. The other guy is Jason Owe from Penn State. This guy has unbelievable athleticism. Probably the best athlete overall for the defensive ends. Rare burst. I mean, we're talking about a guy that ran in the four threes at 260 pounds. You want to talk about speed off the edge. You don't get it faster than you do from Jason Owe. My issue with Jason Owe is he's just a pup. Extremely raw. He's all tools, and the production's just not there. He didn't even have a sack this past year. I recognize that there's a high ceiling if he develops. I just don't know that you see players like this, and, and you can point to prospects in the past that had similar resumes and concerns coming out that turned into super dynamic pass rushers. Maybe Daniel Hunter, but are you counting on Jason Owe to be the next Daniel Hunter? I never, at one of my rules in terms of scouting football players is I don't ever count on them being the exception. I think that's how you come up with misses. And I, I just, I'm not comfortable doing it. Not in the first round. If he was there at 60, sure, I can get behind that. But someone's going to take away and they're going to take him high and they're going to take a gamble and they're going to hope that he develops. It wouldn't be me. That'd be a decision for someone else to make. So I think he could be in play. I think it's more likely the Bills draft Oway than it is Phillips, but he's not a player I would be comfortable drafting in the first round. So this first round discussion for defensive ends, in my view, is Quiddy Pay from Michigan and Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. Now that's not a long list of candidates for the Bills to consider in the first round. The good news is there are a lot of top 100 worthy defensive end picks in my view, several that I like on day two, 
and even some on early day three that make a lot of sense. Now, the Bills don't really pick on early day three, but they can move up and down the board and position themselves to either trade up and pick early day three or trade back and do the same. So there are opportunities for the Bills to pick in different spots than they're currently scheduled to do so. Let's focus in on some day two options. My three favorite day two options for the Buffalo Bills at defensive end, number one is Joe Tryon from Washington. This guy has a terrific athletic profile, and I don't think he's super polished. He's going to take some time, which I think the Bills have, and I know that this somewhat is contradictory based on what I said about Jason Owe, but I think that there's not a lot of pressure for this player to come in and really command a role. I think they can fill a role similar to what A.J. Epinesa did last year. And to me, that's more digestible with that second-round pick than it is a first-round pick. I'd like to have early returns on a first-round investment. And that's why I said with Oway, like, yeah, if the Bills can get him in the second round and pick 61, okay, cool. I don't think they can. I do think it's conceivable that Joe Tryon from Washington could be on the board for the Bills at pick 61. And if so, I think he'd be a great selection. Size, length, athleticism, power. To me, the big thing with Joe Tryon that I want to see him improve on is playing with better angles. You know, there's certain angles that you take when you rush the passer. There's tracks that make sense. And I think Tryon's got to clean some of that up to maximize his physical ability. Another guy I love on day two for the Bills at defensive end is Peyton Turner from Houston. This guy's got size, length, power, really good run defender, really good power rusher. He's a guy that with a really good bull rush and long arm stab, and I like his hand usage. Pretty flexible for a guy at his size. You can really see him plant his inside foot well outside his frame, and he has the ankle flexion for it to catch the turf and really lean and bend into some steep angles. I really like that. He's a guy that I think has the ability to win with inside moves and around the outside hip of offensive tackles. His motor always cranked up. I'm a big fan of Peyton Turner. I'd pick him at 61. You'd love him at 93, but he probably doesn't get there. I'd I'd snatch him up at 61 if you believed in his skill set. Another guy that I like maybe more at 93 than I do 61 is Janarius Robinson from Florida State. Super toolsy guy. And just like a lot of guys at Florida State, they were so poorly coached over the last several years where a lot of their big-time recruits, guys with exciting physical ability, you can just tell that they weren't rigidly repped football players that knew exactly what to do all the time. They're extremely underdeveloped. And I think that applies to Janarius Robinson, a guy that I think will be a better NFL player than he was college player. So in a developmental role, I think he has a chance to be a really good starter. And you see some flashes on tape that make your jaw drop with Janarius Robinson. So my three favorite day two options for the Bills at defensive end are Joe Tryon from Washington, Janarius Robinson from Florida State, and Peyton Turner from Houston. Now I have four other day two options that I like but I don't love. These are players that I think 
have more work to do or have more limitations than the guys that I just mentioned in terms of becoming a starter in time. One of them is Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Extremely raw football player. And he's not quite as athletic as I think a lot of people wanted him to be based on his testing. You have to keep in mind, he opted out of the 2020 season. So when you opt out of the 2020 season and you're a high school defensive back and wide receiver and you convert to defensive end, I think there's a fair expectation that you have a really exciting athletic profile. And Russo wound up having an average to slightly below average in some areas when it comes to his athletic testing. You couple that with extremely raw tape, and he's a guy that gives me some caution. So I think there's a ceiling for him to develop into, but you're definitely playing the long game with Rousseau. And again, just like what I talked about with Jason Owe, is there's not a lot of examples of players like him ending up having meaningful NFL careers. Another player that I think is a day-two option for the Bills, and I know he has some fans in the Bills community, and that is Carlos Boogie Basham from Wake Forest. I think he's Shaq Lawson 2.0. And that's okay. Shaq Lawson's a good player. I just think there's limitations there. He'll always be a better run defender than he is pass rusher. He's always going to be a guy that you feel like to get the most out of him as a pass rusher, you have to line him up on the interior. Doesn't necessarily have the flexibility to really consistently win around that outside hip or the offensive tackle. You're going to want to get him involved on a lot of stunt game and have him slant to minimize some of those concerns when it comes to flexibility. At the end of the day, heavy-handed, power rusher, physical, plays hard, tough player, just not a super dynamic athletic profile that screams high upside player. And he's older. I think he's already 24 years old. So I think he'll be a really solid player. I'm just not sure there's a, a path that I see for him to be you know, like an above-average defensive end. Another guy, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. He has some really impressive moments on tape. You see him get off the ball. He's got length. He's quick. Uh, Love how he uses his length. I mean, you see the one-arm stabs and different bull rushes and how he counters off of that. You really like. But at the end of the day, I think his go-to pass rush move is a dip and rip, and he doesn't have much flexibility he really struggles to lean into those angles and really bend and turn and corner. You see him so frequently on tape have a step or have a half a step on an offensive tackle. He's beating them to the spots, but because he can't turn and lean into that angle, he gets washed. He gets washed beyond the peak of the pocket or he gets buried into the ground. So too many long, loopy, Pass rush reps. Think Trent Murphy, just like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy in as much on his skill set. I think there's a path for him to become a good player, but I think there are some limitations to be mindful of. The next guy that I would probably have lumped in with the Tryon Robinson Turner group is Deo Adayingbo from Vanderbilt. We'll call him Deo from this point forward. I think he's got some really exciting. Physical ability, you see power at the point, you see explosiveness. Problem is the guy just he just tore his Achilles tendon. 
And so, you know, I don't know if he's going to be available in 2021 and what that recovery is going to look like. Kind of a raw player to begin with. So again, you're probably waiting two years to get returns out of him and you're counting on him coming back healthy. So there's some question marks there, but from a raw tools perspective, I like him a lot in this day two mix. Let's look at some day three options. We'll move through this pretty quickly. Uh, Some guys that I really like, Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa. He's got length. He's got explosiveness. He's got some really exciting pass rush moves as well when you really study his tape. He's probably my favorite day three developmental type edge defender. Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame is a player that I like quite a bit. Think length, power, heavy hands, maybe a a discount version of A.J. Epinesa. Victor Dimukeje from Duke is a player that I have a soft spot for. I think he's uh, been a consistent player for Duke. Maybe he's a bit maxed out, but I think there's a course for him on day three to become a player you're comfortable uh, featuring 25 to 30% of the snaps and, and holding his own. Chauncey Golston from Iowa. He could play inside and outside, more of a power style player. You know, Brandon Bean loves his Iowa players, so I think he's in the mix. Both of the pit players, Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones, I wouldn't touch them until day three, but if you get them on day three, I think they're good values. I think they'll have a good career as rotational types. Elijah Ponder from Cincinnati is a player that I think is slept on a little bit. Um, a power style end that fits the prototype that we've seen Sean McDermott gravitate towards. And then Joshua Kando from Florida State. Think about everything I said about Janarius Robinson from Florida State and apply it to Kando. And I think you have like the discount version of Robinson in Kando. So another player that's in the mix for me. But my favorite day three options for the Bills at defensive end are Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa and Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for a classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. In our last segment today, I want to do a little case study with you here and look at the success rate of defensive ends that were drafted in the bottom 25% of the first round over a 10-year sample size to see what's happened. Then... I want to close out our discussion today by giving you my ideas on what the Bills should do with their draft picks as it relates to the defensive end position. So let's start with this bottom 25% in success rate when it comes to defensive ends, four three defensive ends that were drafted from 2009 to 2018. I want to go back to 2018 because I think it's only fair to give players three years to show what they are on the football field before we make definitive statements about their career. 
So from 2009 to 2018, there was a total of four, four three defensive ends drafted in the bottom 25% of the first round, picks 25 to 32. Let's look at those players. The most recent was in 2017, pick number 26, Tack McKinley for the Atlanta Falcons. He flamed out in Atlanta. It was a miss for them when it comes to draft picks. Also in 2017, Taco Charlton, pick number 28 to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, he's already on his fourth team. 2014, pick 26, Marcus Smith was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. He played in five seasons for three teams and recorded a total of six and a half sacks. And in 2013, pick 26, the Packers selected Dayton Jones. For his career, it spanned eight seasons. He played on four teams, recorded 10 sacks, and was never really a primary starter. That's it. So when you're talking defensive ends, four, three defensive ends, bottom 25% of the first round, 2009 to 2018, I don't have a success story to tell you. Now, there's been some pass rushers that have worked out over that span. Nick Perry in 2012, pick 28. Whitney Merciless for the Texans, pick 26 in 2012. And TJ Watt, pick 30 in 2017. All three of those players are rush linebackers in a 3-4 defense. It is not the same as a 4-3 defensive end. So if you want to point to Watt, Merciless, and Perry as hits, okay. But they are 3-4 outside linebackers, and that's not really debatable. It's not the same thing. It's not a one-for-one. So I'm not trying to toss a wet blanket over this idea that the Bills should draft a, a defensive end at pick 30 I am saying that over the last 10 years, right, dating back to 2018, because I want these guys to have a full opportunity to define themselves in the NFL, I don't have a single success story to point to. Now, that doesn't mean that if the Bills draft a defensive end at pick 30, that they won't be successful, that they won't develop into a meaningful starter and have a good career and be a hit. But it would be difficult. And I think that's because the real toolsy good pass rushers, the good defensive ends, they go higher. They don't get to pick 30. And of course, there's hits on day two and day three, but those are more situations where there's less pressure, guys can come in and develop, and they have the time needed to really hone in on their craft and develop. So that's just something to be mindful of as we consider this idea of a defensive end at pick 30. Now, even with everything I just said, if Quiddy Pay or Aziz Ojolari are available at pick 30, I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm turning in the card. But it's just something to be mindful of. So what should the Bills do? Well, number one, if Pay or Ojolari are there at 30, draft them. <laughs> draft them. So how does that happen, right? What's the path? Is it, is it realistic to be thinking about Pay or Ojolari at 30? What is the path for that to happen? I have some ideas. First, you're going to have to hope that Jalen Phillips and Jason Owe get drafted. That would help 
the Bills' cause of one of those guys falling to pick 30. And I think that's possible. Like I said, Jalen Phillips, I think if you throw away the red flags, he's the best defensive end of the class, and it's not close. So, yeah, there's one team that will buy into him. He could get drafted and push Pay or Ojolari down the board. Also hope that some team sees Jason Owe run a 4-3, 40-yard dash at 260 pounds and say, yeah, we can coach that guy up. So, yeah, I think it's possible. There's two spots. Well, you have five quarterbacks that are going to come off the board. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. You have three wide receivers in Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and Devonta Smith, potentially more. But I'm only mentioning guys right now that I think there is a high, high level of certainty, a high level of probability get drafted before the Bills pick at 30 overall. Kyle Pitts is coming off the board. I think at least four offensive linemen, Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater, Tevin Jenkins, Christian Darasaw. And if you think maybe one of those guys won't be off the board, you can certainly toss in Elijah Vera Tucker or Samuel Cosme, and I think you're going to get at least four offensive linemen off the board. I think you'll get one linebacker in Micah Parsons, potentially two, including Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I think two cornerbacks for sure in J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain. And right there, I just listed 20 players. So you just need a few more. And all of a sudden, Ojolari and Pay are options. I don't think it's that crazy. I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's that crazy. So if you don't get Ojolari or Pay in the first round, grab one of those guys in the second or third round that we just talked about. Give yourself a player that you can develop as your fourth defensive end this year and a top three defensive end in 2022. Because you have... Hughes, Addison, and Epinesa. They're going to claim the majority of the snaps. This year, that player is probably going to play between 20 and 30% of the snaps, especially when you consider F.A. Obata. I mean, you're probably talking about, if it's a day two pick, your fifth defensive end. So you don't have a lot of pressure to play them right now, which is good. Give them a chance to develop Take away the expectations, learn the technique, learn the expectations, learn the scheme, and become a meaningful part of the defensive end situation in 2022. So if you don't get one on the first day of the draft, you don't get one on day two, well then you could be a lot more choosy on day three. I think if you like one of those day three options, like an Ellerson Smith or a Dalen Hayes, or one of the pit kids, or Chauncey Golston, and you want to make sure that you can land them, move up. You have picks 161, 174, 213, 236. Package a few of those together and move up and go get one of those guys. Or trade back with one of your first three picks, acquire some additional draft capital, and have what you need to land a defensive end in the fourth round. But when it comes to the Bills draft, I would love to see them come away with a guy that I believe is a developmental starter at cornerback, defensive end, defensive tackle, wide receiver, and interior offensive line. 
You're not going to be able to do that necessarily with the picks that you have. You might have to move around the board to come away with that. And I'm in favor of it. Find guys that you like and go get them. Find guys that you think have a clear path to claiming a role for the football team. And I think defensive end is one of those spots. Tomorrow on the podcast is going to be herd mentality. Unless some big breaking news happens regarding the bills that we have to dig into. We'll do a podcast just like this for other positions. Definitely cornerback. Definitely wide receiver. Probably interior offensive line. I have some guests already lined up for the next coming weeks to get you some other voices in here when it comes to NFL draft discussion. So a lot to look forward to here on the podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed. Would love it if you took a moment, gave the podcast a five-star rating, and left a couple sentences in the review column. And of course, share the podcast. Tell somebody about it. Retweet it on Twitter. Share it on your social media handles. I would greatly appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for today. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.